0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Leah Walsh, and this is Rosette, the podcast. It's Leah. Thank you for joining us at Rosette the Podcast. I'm so happy that you're with us today. I have a really special announcement to start off with because I'm going to be doing a Q&A soon. So um, I wanted to make sure that I announce that we are accepting questions. Um, I'm going to have all of that available through socials, but you can also email us uh, podcast at rosettenetwork.com. It's rosette with two T's. Um, and I I'm going to have that sort of on Facebook, Instagram, and we'll be able to accept those questions also by email. And I really encourage everyone to send in those questions because if we don't have them, we can't answer them. Um, And so I'll do my best to answer all of your burning questions about fair trade, about ethical consumerism, and about even things like small business owning and all of those things. I'm open to answering all of those questions. If you have questions about podcasting, if you have questions about interviews or uh, fair trade products or any of those things, I'm I'm always happy to talk about that stuff. So, um, any of your questions, please do send into podcast at rosettenetwork.com. I'm happy to review all of those. Um, I'll also collect them from social. So, if you want to DM me on Facebook at rosette network. Or if you want to DM me on Instagram at rosette network, then uh, I'll be able to get those questions as well. So thank you so much. The main goal of today's show is to talk about the ninth principle of fair trade. So I'm doing this 10 part series of the 10 principles of fair trade as set forth by the World Fair Trade Organization. And it's number nine of 10. So we're really getting close. (laughs) And the ninth principle of fair trade is the promotion of fair trade so basically not just sort of like leaving these fair trade producers hanging and they're doing everything right and sure like you're buying from them but like also if you're paying a fair price it might like elevate the price of the product or what have you and so that producer isn't just sort of left holding the bag with like consumers having no idea why they should pay extra for this chocolate bar or for this uh handmade card or this pair of shoes or whatever it may be that is fair trade so, the promotion of fair trade principle is a really important part also of the principles of fair trade and of the broader fair trade movement. And you see this throughout various segments of the movement. You have everything from business owners, so people like myself. So I, I own Rose at Fair Trade, and so like I am a business owner in that sense. So I will participate in promotion of Fair Trade, as will other brands like you know we talked with Equifruit, um, other brands like Camino, or like there's a really great brand uh, based out of BC called Level Ground, and they do a lot of education around Fair Trade. And so businesses are definitely doing that kind of work where they're actually trying to engage consumers about why am I paying a couple of dollars extra for this chocolate coffee, you know, whatever it might be and sort of engaging with them about the types of issues that we've been talking about in this series around poor working conditions, poor pay, uh, sometimes human rights violations, mistreatment of children, all of these different things. And, you know, making sure that people understand why fair trade is important and why fair trade exists in the first place and understanding also that with that price tag that may or may not be higher, because in some cases is about the same. But with, you know, purchasing that fair trade product, that you also have that peace of mind that those things aren't happening behind the scenes. And so really giving consumers a little bit of reassurance about sort of what fair trade means in general, that it's not just some, you know, meaningless symbol that is on the package and that we're charging extra for. I think it's important, too, to make note that, you know, promotion of fair trade, it does happen a lot through businesses, but it also happens a lot through, like, the organizations themselves that are overseeing fair trade uh, organizations and businesses. So things like, for example, Fair Trade International, the Fair Trade Federation, the small producers symbol, Fair for Life, and what's the fifth one? Oh, I I guess the World Fair Trade Organization um, is, uh, you know, just sort of, like, Giving consumers information about what fair trade is. A really great example of that is where we are right now in the middle of fair trade month. So, you know, it's mid May, it's actually a little past the middle of May. And, you know, for a couple of weeks now, fair trade Canada in Canada, and I'm not sure about other places in the world when their fair trade month is, but it is it is May in Canada. And so Fair Trade Canada has been very active on social media and through like email and through like, you know, partnering with different brands and all of these different things, reaching out to media. They've been doing all of this to sort of raise awareness about fair trade and educate about fair trade and encourage consumers to give fair trade brands a chance, because that means that more products will be able to be moved that are fair trade, as opposed to products that are potentially exploiting workers, farmers, whatever whatever it may be the case. It, the idea is just to get a bit more awareness out there and to support the brands as well that are working within the fair trade system. So for example, a really good example of, of what Fair Trade Canada is doing right now is that they are taking all of these different I guess, avenues, uh, marketing streams that they have. So like their social media and like their email list, and like their website and all of these things, and they're just completely decking them out. Everyone who's ever followed them is like receiving messaging from them. And what they're doing is they're using Fair Trade Month to like feature brands or like partner with influencers. And what that does is now you have a lot more people who maybe didn't see you before, um, who are now, you know, familiar with the brand that they're partnering with this week, or they're learning what fair trade is for the first time because an influencer that they really like who's maybe like a vegan chef or something well now they're talking about fair trade too and so it's expanding that audience and they're really using that to to sort of broaden uh who is is engaging with the topic of fair trade and so we've partnered with them a ton like Rosette does a lot of work with uh, Fair Trade Canada behind the scenes during Fair Trade Month. Um, And so we work with Fair Trade Canada pretty closely during that time of year. But throughout the year as well, there's tons of resources that are available through Fair Trade Canada and also through, I'm sure, other uh, organizations like the Federation and so on that are available for people. So if you're a business or you're a community group or you're a school or a faith group or whatever you might be, that there's tons and tons of stuff available for you to be able to get from these various organizations, in particular Fair Trade Canada. I'm familiar with lots and lots of stuff they have available, things like stickers and pins and stuff that you're you're able to like get your hands on and then you can can use that in your outreach and in particular really easy to get your hands on these days they've made a lot of their um sort of print materials like educational materials available in pdf so you can just sort of go to their website and find the part where it has all of these different resources and you can just print them off at home and bring them to your event and hand them out or like have them there for volunteers to learn from or what have you And so it's a really useful tool to be able to have these materials. And this is all part of what promoting fair trade means. It's a big, big part of what anyone involved in fair trade does. We're part of sort of a, a really large movement that has different players in it. So you'll have these organizations like the verifiers and the certifiers and the membership-based organizations and all of those like, uh, again, Federation, Small Producers Symbol, World Fair Trade Organization, Fair Trade Canada, Fair for Life, all of these different fair trade bodies. But then you'll also have businesses. Well, you also have, crucially, um, community groups so you've got people like we talked to aaron bird as our actually our very first interview was with aaron um from fair trade calgary and so their group is working towards a fair trade town status so like there are different programs like this that you can get involved in. And it helps to sort of do outreach on a local level. So actually doing those like face to face contacts where you go to a farmer's market and you actually promote fair trade. And so there's lots of people also doing this grassroots organizing like Aaron that are doing it sort of on a smaller level, but also really crucially because you have that face to face contact. And then the education that comes from that has a little bit more meaning as well, because it is so personalized. and, And, you know, if if you're talking to someone from Calgary and you're Aaron, then you know what people in Calgary experience on a day-to-day basis and so on. And you can really relate to them in a personalized way. So on the producer side, there doesn't tend to be as much um, promotion per se of fair trade, because mostly producers are in the, pr- in the process of, you know, trying to make their craft or grow their produce or what have you in a way that is sustainable and that, you know, Contributes to their livelihood. But there is really a culture within fair trade of like community. And so even though it's not explicitly like promotion of fair trade, it is a really a cousin of that idea, because you will see that these producers will be in these cooperatives, they'll be doing great. And a lot of other producers might approach them and be like, Hey, like, what's going on here? It seems like you guys are having a party over here. <laughs> you know, you, you seem to be having a good time. And um, the producers are are in touch, of course, with these organizations that are um, sort of administrating the fair trade designation that they would have in their in their cooperative or their farmer what have you or their uh, uh, craft like handicraft organization and they oftentimes will put farmers in touch if they're looking to become a part of that or they may you know so a really good example of a cooperative that has grown immensely and then they have a massive union of a hundred thousand people is the divine uh, not divine sorry coapa cocoa associated with they they grow the cocoa in Ghana that is for the divine chocolate bars that's why I, I said divine in the first Coopacoco, you know, they didn't get to 100,000 farmers because they were like, no, 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 fair trade is just for us. No one else is allowed. No one. You're not you're not allowed to join. You're not allowed to become a part of this. You know, it was because they were welcoming other farmers into the fold and they were saying, yeah, this is working well for us. And we can put you in touch with people who can set you up. We can you know, if you want to be involved in our union, um, all of those different things have become uh, a big part of of how Coco has become such a huge union over the years, a farmer's union. And so it's really important that, Even though that's not like explicitly promoting fair trade, I think it's important that the sense of fairness um, and, you know, encouraging sort of like fairness in trade is always happening even at the producer level. Even if it's not promotion in the sense of like marketing, actively marketing fair trade, it's always sort of there. And this is a principle that you see throughout all different levels of the of the fair trade community, of the system. Um, And actually like, this is obviously, it's not required, but I actually find too that, Consumers of fair trade promote fair trade. So you'll have people who just like get really passionate about fair trade and they'll be like, oh my God, like fair trade is like so amazing. And like, I love how this company is doing great things or whatever. And they become these ambassadors and they become these basically these like super fans of fair trade and of certain businesses and of certain products and so on. So even though like obviously, you know, fair trade international or like the World Fair Trade Organization or like whoever is not coming in and being like, every consumer must promote fair. Fair trade, um, but it it does happen, and it's a really interesting phenomenon that I've that I've seen sort of like throughout my career as a fair trade advocate to see these people get so jazzed about their latest discovery in the organic aisle that has a fair trade mark on it or what have you, and they just get really excited and they really become these sort of ambassadors for fair trade. So this is really, you know, something that within the the movement it's it's kind of like part of the DNA of the movement and really like It is a principle of fair trade, but it's really something that I don't feel, I don't find has to be enforced very much at all. Like, we're all nerds in this community. (laughs) Like, we're all really excited about fair trade. And it's not like people are coming and being like, you know, cracking a whip and being like, you have to do this thing. It's like, no, no, no. Like, this is, this is really like, this is a a very like organic, natural process for me to, you know, see the good stuff that's happening within fair trade and want to share with people about that. So that's sort of the feeling that I get about a lot of different parts. Parts of the community, whether it's businesses, whether it's the certifiers, whether it's the producers, whether it's community groups. Uh, it could be, you know, high school kids. There have been lots of, you know, people who are who are contacting me being like, hey, like I'm trying to get my my school designated a fair trade school or whatever. And these are like high school kids and they're just so jazzed about fair trade already. So it is the kind of thing that gets people excited. And uh, yeah, so I'm really I'm I'm guilty of that as well cuz I'm a big fair trade nerd. But uh yeah, and and really at the end of the day, I think a lot of it is just that like the really hard like manual physical work is being done by the producers. And so I think it's really it's a f- sort of a it feels good to be able to give back to that more than just like purchasing that product from them, but like also being able to be like, no, "No, no, hey, like this product is great, but let me tell you why it's great and like let me get you as excited about this product as I am." And it's like it sort of feels like you're giving back to the producer a little bit to be able to contribute in that way when they have put this like backbreaking work into creating these beautiful foods and products and like crafts and, you know, all these different things. It really just is sort of like a way to give back that is like very fair, you know, after, after all, we do tend to have a lot more visibility as like people who are more in the consumer side of things. When we were talking about disadvantaged producers, economically disadvantaged producers in the, I believe, the first principle of fair trade, I discussed how there are, you know, there are countries that are producer countries and there are countries that are consumer countries. There are some that are both, but primarily Canada will be a big consumer country because of course the season the growing season is very short and we have to import a ton of stuff and so basically like when you're positioned in a consumer country it it's really like a no-brainer right because you're so close to the consumers you can just reach out and touch them they're right there um, and so you're in such a great position to be able to to help out the guy who's, you know, tilling the field and, and working so hard or like manually knitting those those garments or whatever it might be. It's really easy for us to be able to go out and do that work. So it's, it's also really satisfying work to be doing. And, uh, you know, just sort of something to take a bit of the effort off of the producer's plate as well. So... That's a bit about the promotion of fair trade. I think it's a pretty straightforward principle in terms of like what it actually means. I don't think it needs a lot of explanation like we're we're out here educating people about fair trade and like promoting fair trade, you know, encouraging people to Um, purchase fair trade goods because of the positive change that is possible when we can support producers that way. Um, And also just like, yeah, making sure that people are aware of what's behind any labels or what's behind sort of the, the notion of the fair trade movement and all of those things. And of course, what happens when we don't have things like fair trade is also sort of the flip side. So making sure that people actually know that sweatshops are a thing because some people don't. Some people really have no idea. And so... All of that comes together in this principle, and uh, yeah, and so that's something that particularly businesses and certifiers and so on are really thinking about right now during Fair Trade Month in Canada in uh, May. So yeah, so that's um, that's what I had for the ninth principle of fair trade, and oh my god. <laughs> The next one is the last one. This series has gone by really fast. <laughs> I thought 10. That's a lot. It's not a lot at all. We've really just like flown through it. So um, the next uh, principle is actually an extra fun one, too. It's about environmental protection. So we're talking about respecting the environment, uh, which is the 10th principle of fair trade from the the WFTO, the World Fair Trade Organization. And we're going to be jumping a little bit deeper into what that actually means in the next episode. And that's going to be the last episode. So um, of the series, not of the <laughs> not of the podcast, just of the series, the short series that we're doing on the 10 principles of fair trade. Um, the podcast is going to continue at least until the end of the month. Um, so we're doing it daily, Monday to Friday, all of fair trade month. And uh, so I'll see you every weekday from now until the end of May. Um, but in the next episode, it'll be the last of the series that I'm doing on the 10 principles of fair trade. I do hope you'll join me for the next one. It's going to be a good one. Um, and we still have that promo going on on our socials with Equifruit. So we're still partnering with them to offer, um, you know, a, a, a little sweetening of the deal for anyone who takes the Equifruit pledge and switches to Equifruit bananas um so do check out our socials we've got uh we've got it posted on facebook and instagram and it's at rosette network on both of those and rosette is with two t's just to be clear and an e some people call it rosetta like the rosetta stone and it's not the same it's it's got an e at the end not an a um but anyway if you search for us i'm sure it will come up even if you put an a somewhere or whatever (laughs) but um it's rosette network with two t's and an e at the end and, uh, yeah, we've got our promotion still going on with Aquafruit until the end of the week, which is only a couple more days now. Cause guys, it's Wednesday. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's soon. Friday is soon. So, um, anyway, so you'll want to get a move on that. And yeah, in the meantime, just thank you for joining today. And, and it's uh, it's been, you know, a pleasure having you. And uh, I really appreciate everyone who's been giving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helped out. And uh, if you have not yet gone on to Apple Podcasts and subscribed and given a rating and review, please do do that because it helps a ton to gain a bit of visibility because that's how the algorithm works. Um, But yeah, thank you so much to everyone. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next episode. And I hope you all take care of yourself until next time. Bye bye for now.